<laughs> oh, hey, it's your girl, Kilowa. I'm going to give this one more fucking shot before I completely give up out of pure frustration and rage. I am in my apartment. It is 1123 and I'm changing the laundry out from my dryer. I'm sure my neighbors downstairs are 150% annoyed with me. Um, on the plus side, they won't have to deal with me for very long. <laughs> I'm moving eventually. Um, regrettably. At some point soon. And so I'm just waiting to see when that's going to happen. Um, in the meantime, I'll explain why I was so frustrated. I ended up recording like a 15 minute podcast and then fucking up with technology because God knows I'm super good at it and completely losing everything that I recorded. So that's super great. But I was on the topic of, uh, my family's, uh, tradition, like one that I created for myself was my own family. Um, it's something a lot of millennials do It's called elf on a shelf. You have to bear with me. I'm in the process of hanging towels. And so I worked today, I ran line 3311, which is super funny because it's the first day of the new sign up. So generally that feels like the, like a first day of school kind of, because you don't really know who is going to be, you know, in your daily routines. Like you don't know who you're going to see every day at 1125, you know, um, cause sometimes people change or they'll get bumped out. Like I did with my 7202. Um, so I'll now be doing 7204, which starts, you know, 136 at the garage. Um, so just a little later, but like I said, first day of sign up, you tend to like look around and get a bearings of who you're going to be working with for the next three months. So it is kind of like the first day of school. And that being said, I started my new piece, which was comical because I had said goodbye to everybody last week and I was like goodbye you guys I don't know what I have I didn't pay attention when I signed because I never do <laughs> I, was like, I hope the next driver is like so nice to you guys I'm sure it'll be just fine I have faith that everything will work out as it should and then I like left and I said goodbye to my person which who she didn't sign the same piece so technically it was good that I said goodbye to her um but I called to get my peace information this morning before I started work and they laughed at me because I was completely surprised that I signed the same shit the next sign up. So I said goodbye to everybody and then I came back today and I was like, just kidding. Because <laughs> God knows I know how to make it awkward. Anyway, I just do stupid shit like that, man. I don't know. I can't, like, I can't be smooth. I'm not a sly smooth bitch. That's not what I do. And so anyway, um, managed to be all dramatic. And I was like, I hope, I wish you the best in all your endeavors. I'll miss you guys. And then <laughs> this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, hi, you guys. Welcome back. I was just kidding. <sighs> and I only played that off because the station agent recommended that I say that as opposed to acknowledging that I fucked up, which he was right. It was perfect. Anyway, um, so back to it. I got off work today, I came home, full intention of picking Braylon up 
and um, making dinner and going to bed. And then Bren explained that she didn't want to spend, like, stay the night at my house because she had missed Tango. So I just said, okay, we'll just drop her off in the morning. So that gave me some unexpected time, which I always utilize, especially when it comes to keeping the fucking magic of Christmas alive. This, this little girl is eight. So, I mean, the realization that Elf on a Shelf is coming to an end for my family is getting pretty real because it was different when Jacob reached that age where he didn't believe in Santa anymore. Um, because then he was just excited to help me with his little sister and it, we could still keep it going. And now she's getting, you know, to the same age where she's going to start asking questions and doubting. And I was, I mean, I was like 10 when I stopped believing cause I'm fucking a late bloomer. <laughs> so gullible. And so, um, I ended up like sitting there this afternoon realizing, okay, this is her last year of Elf on the Shelf. And I'm like, I want to make sure that I do it every day because it could happen. Like overnight, she could be like, okay, well, like this and this don't piece together. And I'm trying to be clever, but I'm not that clever. And she could figure it out. Like I figured it out, you know, at 10, but she's a little smarter than I was. So my guess is that she's not going to believe in this and this could be the last year. So a whole bunch of pressure that, of course, I put on myself to perform in a certain way. And I, I had gotten like this little Christmas tree. Uh, oh, you're going to have to just one second. I think Brent's calling me. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. Yeah, it was him. I just wanted to make sure that I knew he was going to bring the elf like some really covert tactics that happen between co-parenting with regard to keeping the magic of Christmas alive. Um, but I'll summarize cause I realize now that I was rambling. Um, I just got some shit for Braylon that would look cool. Uh, that would look like her elf set some stuff up for her that were Christmas themed at Goodwill for like a grand total of 12 bucks. And it might've been something that took time and thought and effort and like minimal resource, but it's going to come to the result of her feeling special. And that's what matters. Um, I know that my mom tried as long as she could um, before she accidentally told me that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny didn't exist. But I think she did that more out of pity <laughs> because of the fact that she realized I was getting made fun of. Um... Like I said, I was kind of a late bloomer. So, um, I mean, they voted me the hottest, most gullible chick in high school. So, like, it makes sense. But it's just not a title I like to live up to. Anyway. Um, so, I made this beautiful thing. It's like a setup. It's a scene with a Christmas tree and, like, the elf and the dolls and Christmas lights. And, of course, I had to clean her whole fucking room. And I couldn't just stop there. So, and then I cleaned the whole fucking house. And I'm exhausted, it's 11.30, and I'm still finishing up a podcast that failed to post because I suck at technology. So if I sound a little feisty and snippy and to the point, that's probably why. But I did want to talk about something that occurred to me today. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that I have my... Mm, 
I want to say my guides like pulling me in the right direction of thought because right now the veil is super thin between this world and the next. And so you'll find that the people that you love that pass on have more of an influence on you and can pull your thoughts to a certain level. And so if you actually pay attention, you can get a lot done because they're trying to guide you onto your path. It's kind of a cool time. Um, it's also a really bad time for like addiction and things like that. So just keep that in mind. Um, but as I was cleaning through, you know, the rooms, I, oh no, I just knocked over. I have like a mermaid themed bathroom for Braylon and I suck at this cord. Anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Fuck. ADD is fantastic at 1130 at night. Um, oh, I was cleaning. I was cleaning up her room. And a thought occurred to me, like, what we do with our parents. So this also occurred to me when it came to, like, you know, the, the traditions that we have in our families that we like to recreate as adults when we have our own children. And, you know, that could be the same thing as... Um, going out of your way to never recreate certain traditions because they harmed you in a certain emotional level and trauma-wise. So to each his own, but in my own personal life, I was um, recreating a story where I was keeping the magic of Christmas alive. And so my mom would take me on these beautiful Christmas light walks and she had her own special way despite it, you know, it wasn't off on the shelf, but she'd still do like certain things and she'd leave me certain gifts from Santa and like, you know, the type of stuff that takes extra thought as a parent that I never appreciated until now looking back. Um, there's so much about her that I just didn't appreciate until I became a parent and I don't think I tell her enough because I think a lot of the times like we have a tendency to like focus on the things where our parents lacked, you know, or where they caused some type of harm. And I consider that now when I look at what I've done to my own personal children and I think to myself, okay, well, like I sincerely doubt they're going to remember every elf on the shelf, but I bet they're going to remember every time I talk to them in a real fucked up tone. And as I was cleaning Braylon's room up and going through her closet, I recall the memory this week of where she had asked to go play with her friends downstairs. And I said, that was fine. She said, can I take, you know, some toys? I said, okay, but don't break them. And I should have, if I was being more accountable and responsible, I should have said, well, what are you going to bring? Let me see. Okay. You can't bring that. Yes, you can bring that. And instead I was distracted because I was watching my fucking show the 100. So it's my own personal irresponsibility and my lack of paying attention that resulted in this really expensive flower. I mean, and by expensive, I mean $12, but still fucking expensive in my brain. Um, from Hobby Lobby that I got just to make her room look really nice. And so she took it downstairs and one of the kids pulled on the tape. And so because she's like me, she fixated on the one flaw and started fucking with it. And like... <laughs> Like, lo and behold, she comes up and this fucking flower is almost completely shredded. And I was like, what the fuck? And who talks to their child like that? Who? Uh, well, somebody who's got a lot of fucking anger problems and who doesn't think first and has, like, impulse control issues. And so 
Of course I did. And I'm not like proud to say it, but I'm going to tell you because that's real and that's what we do here. And so I remember saying like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she got, of course she got scared because she's fucking eight and her mom's cursing at her and she's being an asshole. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just thought, you know, like I was just pulling on it. And, you know, she was trying to explain what it was like to be eight. And I should have accepted that. But instead, I had just gotten through a text fight with her dad. I got a notification from my apartments about the balance that I owe and like, just a bunch of shit. Like my car people, I got calls from CPS about Jake in Ohio and like, it's just a lot. And of course I took that frustration and I channeled it into the flower. And I'm going to share with you a memory that I have when I was about Braylon's age, maybe a little bit older, where I came home from school. I had to walk home from school. My mom worked nights and I just came home and my mom had just like, I guess she had, she just had to quit her job because of all the politics that were going on there. And so she quit her job. She was really frustrated. She didn't know she was going to get unemployment. And she came home and I had, I just went into the fridge and I grabbed a water and I sat down to do my homework. And my mom ended up freaking out on me over a bottle of water. And for years, I remember thinking like back to that time where I was like, my God, my mom was like so unpredictable freaked out on me over a bottle of water (laughs) like stupid shit where you sit and judge your fucking parents before you know everything that they've gone through and it isn't until now that I'm a parent that I'm living through it um raising these kids the best that I can and failing um in my own personal perspective like I'm sure I'm not failing but it just we have higher hopes right like with our parenting skills like we hope that we don't curse at our children we hope that they don't end up like on drugs in a boy's home like there's a lot of things we don't fucking plan on and when we don't when the path doesn't go the way that we plan we feel like failures and so I'm sure my mom felt like a failure but I'd like to step back and remove the judgment that I ever felt for my mom Because now that I'm a parent, I completely understand why certain things happened the way that they did. And I can see why she would react the same way that she did about a fucking water bottle. And I understand that maybe she wasn't 100% consciously aware of her tone to me or how she spoke to me. And while we all aim and strive for that as parents, maybe we should cut them a fucking break and accept the fact that maybe they're also human. And I'm saying that with hope that maybe one day my kids will understand that I didn't really fucking care about the flower and that I was just worried about her big brother getting evicted, getting a divorce, losing my job. (laughs) Like I'm not losing it. Um, but there's the threat, you know, there's always that threat until I get off this program. And so like, it wasn't about her. She didn't do anything wrong. I don't give a fuck about a fucking flower, a $12 flower, you know, but that's a that's a forgiveness she's going to have to extend to me when she gets older, whether or not she has children of her own. And so I just want to invite you, because this is why I made this podcast, to think back on one of the worst memories you have of your parents and ask yourself if they showed any remorse, if deep down they were too embarrassed to apologize if maybe things had been different in your life, 
that particular situation would not have unfolded if they had been given the love and a healthy means to communicate um, and express their frustrations or cope with the stress that they're living with. If they would have acted out in anger or frustration or criticism or, you know, just being a fucking asshole. If they would have done that. If they were given a perfect life and they were given everything that they needed to thrive and be a consciously accountable, you know, responsible human being, would they have acted like that towards you? And when is it your turn to extend grace to someone who gave their entire life and love and has nothing but hopes for you? Because sometimes that's all that we can have is just grace for the people that we love. So this is Kilowatt. I hope that this publishes because I'll be so pissed if it doesn't. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a picture of what Braylon's elf pickle did. (laughs) It took me forever. It took me like an hour and a half to set this up. So I hope you like it. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.